Back in the building with another episode of Mike and Hassan. It's your boy, Mike. It's your boy, Hassan. And man, it's, it's good to be back. Back in the building with my boy, kicking it. Back with you, the listeners. Man, just making it happen. And I just think we're just going to just jump into where we just left off, Mike. But how you been, bro? Yeah, let's jump into it. Um, I'm, doing, I'm doing all right, man. I'm excited for this episode. I think we we had a good pre-show. We got some some good notes, so I'm I'm ready for this one. Man, we're ready. feeling the energy, viewers. I know y'all feeling the energy. I hope y'all feeling good today too. You know, let's get it. All right, Mike. What's how good? How about you, man? How how you been, brother? Oh me, um, living, living and working, mostly working. And I'm not going to complain about work. I make that a habit to not do it because we do it enough anyways. But I'm working. I'm be happy I'm working. I'm be proud I'm working. But it's bro, it's work. But anyways, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been living. I've moved. For those who don't know, I moved out to the Ventura Oxnard area. Um, if you can be more specific, just hit me up. I'll let you know. But yeah, so I moved. I'm, I'm by the coast. Up, up a ways from Pasadena, so yeah, man, I'm settled in the apartment. Most things are out of the boxes. Yeah, man. Talk to us about that, fam. How how is it living by the beach? It's nice. I went. I actually went over this weekend. Like I, I, I did a bike ride by the beach. Um, ask me that at the end of summer. We hey. gonna get back. We can. We gonna get back to that one. I feel you on that. Yeah, but that's what I was gonna say, bro. I've been I've been watching TV. I usually try not to watch too much TV, but I've been watching shows. I've been watching Fargo, uh, season four. I haven't been keeping up with Snowfall, but that's that's another show I do fuck with. So I know some people are ahead, but I'm not on Snowfall. I'm I'm watching Fargo. You sleeping on Fargo? You you need to stop. This news I I haven't watched the other season, but I'm watching season four with Chris Rock and. Chris Rock, he's that man. That man's an icon. He goes dumb in this show. Like he's one of the the kingpins, and he's for like a he's a kingpin of a black gang in Kansas City, Missouri, in the fifties. Nice to tell y'all enough. So he's he's in them trenches. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. For sure. Yeah, I gotta I gotta catch up on that. I gotta catch up on that. I gotta catch up on Snowfall. I've been slipping on this uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, but we'll we'll make it happen. You know, we we just been working. You know, Mike and Hassan show where you, <laughs> the Mike and Hassan show where you want to come and talk about work. If you working and you listening, we feel your pain. We be at work too. But yeah, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's funny, bro. We could we could really be on like some hardcore motivational speaker shit and be like, man, you just gotta get out there and grind and grit, and you know we all got the same twenty four hours. Man, nobody want to hear that shit. Hell no, man. It sound good. Then when you gotta live it, man, you're like it's some bullshit. But you know, I'm not one to complain. But you know, I'm keeping it real. For sure, for sure. Niggas, niggas act like, oh, I I don't complain. Oh, I'm. 
employee of the month, man. I, I handle shit 21st, man. Bunch of bull. He's got to work as hard as we can, bro. That's bro, all we, we can't do. We got to work, but we be acting like we ain't fake. We, we be tired, too, man. I'd be, like, hey, like be like, it's on, let's record, man. You'd be like, let's record. We'd be like, man, we, we tired, bro. Man, man self-care, nigga. And I realize complaining is part of self-care and self-love. Sometimes you got to let it out. That's true. Trying to keep it real with you. That's true. Trying to keep it real with the people. People, if you stressed, don't, I mean, you know, do it, you know, handle it accordingly. But, you know, if you stress, let that shit out. Yeah, do things. It's funny because the homie, um, the homie that I used to work with at Wells Fargo, he came to me with that too. He was like, man, he was like, how do you, how do you decompress? Like, how do you, you know, you grind for 40 plus hours a week. You know what I'm saying? Monday through Friday, sometimes Monday through Saturday, whatever, you know, how do you, de how do you find the time to decompress? And I was just like, bro, you just got to do things that you enjoy. So people, if you're out there listening, go out there this weekend and do something that you love, whatever it is. I dig it. I dig it. Um, it's funny because I actually did that this week. I went, I went, to, I, went to, I did go. Yeah, I told you I went for a bike ride. That was fire. Got that cardio. See? And that, that helped you, you know, get through that week. Cause sometimes you need that it's joy right and it's like it's almost like you kind of detached it's like you okay you detach to do what you got to do like that's just how how things work and then it's like you have to kind of like really like piece together like things about yourself and like those little things about yourself be it your hobby be it your interest that's all the things that you use to relate to other people so it's like okay you like sports i like sports we watch this we, we we watch the same game we might not be together but we watch it and then when we meet on on monday we be like hey bro you see the game you see like the chargers bro like going crazy yeah man like like whatever like that's how we relate to people but when we get into that hyper competitive grind 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 mode and oh i gotta be ultra productive that's when we get away from that and that's when we get away from ourselves and people to a degree Well said, well said. And you you know, you're, you're right. We do get into that, to that mode. I, I would say we're both in that mode right now. Nothing wrong with that, but you're right, bro. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta detach. Like you said, you gotta be yourself. You gotta enjoy yourself. You gotta appreciate people, you know, like the people close to you, you know, you gotta, just stuff like that and watching TV and, and catching up on the shows and all of that. That's a form of, you know, getting away from, from reality for a second, you know, whatever you're watching, you know, say you're watching star Wars or something, you know, you, you go into that universe, that galaxy for a little bit, you know, and that kind of gets you away from everything that's going on uh, with, with your, with your work life, you know, um, it's all about finding that balance. I feel like we talk about that so often, bro. We always talk about that balance, that middle ground, you know, not going too hard, 
they're not like laying back too much so yeah it's all about finding that balance no that's real it's, i guess we talk about this balance we just gotta really we gotta find it and i, I think we we're probably more balanced than we give ourselves credit that was something we talked about like in the, in the pre-show actually as well was just like how we're like hypercritical of ourselves be it like I, I mean work is an obvious example but you know even just like relationships or keeping up with like other aspects of our lives and like hives of interest so it's like okay like for example like we were just talking about like if you're trying to if you're on your grind mode Mike you might be studying stocks and all that which you know that's that's what you want to do that's going to get you somewhere and then in the process of that like oh you don't uh you might not you might just be so like into that zone that like, you might not you might ignore other people's feelings or like people in your life or like family members and stuff but because it's like but you're doing good but it's like it takes you away from something else right right and it's funny because it's like you're doing all of this you know all this grinding working so hard trying to create something trying to build something you're doing it for those same people that you're pushing away for lack of a better term you know because when you no. go into that isolation mode that grind mode at least for me i know that like i'm thinking like i want to i want to do this for me but i also want to do it for like my family my close friends etc cetera, etc cetera. you know and, and and it's funny how it works that way you know how you have to like get away from them to kind of help them in a way mm -hmm. you know um and we we you know you and i we talk about building relationships you know we're both in in sales when it comes to building these relationships and and when it comes to like introducing ourselves and spontaneously speaking with others you know having conversation why do a lot of us struggle with that like meeting new people well and and why do like so many of us get nervous when we're meeting new people i think i think it's like just the thing we just i kind of mentioned it right now it's like we're like we're the most hypercritical of ourselves and we we anticipate judgment mm. and so it's like it's like we're prejudging ourselves before we even give the other person an opportunity to speak to us yes we're getting in our own way yes and mm. i'm sure and as we all know that's that's going to affect some people more than others you know some people handle that better than others but i guess that kind of comes to where you're like your self-worth comes in at so i know the most recent example i could think of was when i was doing like sales training for this new position like they had me read a book and a lot of your success is going to determine by like how you feel think and care about yourself so i think i mentioned this once on the podcast but we can just bring it bring it back I'm, it was like if you're working with rich people and you know and we talked about this that episode we we're talking about status you're talking to rich people people with a certain status if you think that you're below them you're going to act and present yourself like you're below them and you want people to treat you like their peer or better but you don't want to be going that that lower unless you are unless that's an intentional oh let me put you on a pedestal to like charm you or whatever approach because that can't work if that's your thing 
Mm-hmm. Not my thing. But you have to think that you are on the equal level of other people, if not better. Mm. Okay. Okay. So like if like if for example, like Mike, you walk into a room, like a business meeting, they're like, Hey Mike, come in, like come to the meeting real quick. You don't know who's in there. You walk in there and it's like the CEO of like your bank, two other banks, um, some type of like CEO of like a stock company, like some some economics, like a politician, just like the room is stacked. And they say, Mike, just just come in here, bro. You like just you know, hang out. And you're like, you in. You gotta carry yourself like you belong in that room. Facts. And you have to act spontaneously because that's a situation that you didn't you didn't see coming. You didn't have time to prepare for that, you know, because usually with preparation and, and, and conversations, like a lot of what we start to do is we start to like pre preload, like we start to stockpile things that we're gonna say, you know. Bro, we get an interview mode. We, you feel me? Like we, we, that, that, okay. That like I could fall on this. That like can prepare script of like these are the safe things I can say, do, and act like. Right. Or perceive best results. Like I think this is the one. It's like that's that's the script. That's the format. Right. We have and that in like, life. And it's like there's no when it comes to interactions, there's no right or wrong. You know, so it's like why do we? act as if we have to do it the right way what like well, what is what is the right way uh, that's first of all there is no right or wrong way because there's infinite ways mm. but we're so caught up on that like being like being perfect and doing it the right way knowing that there is no right or wrong Bro. damn <laughs> Mind fuck. Hey, people, listen, you still with us? I'm just saying. Man. I'm just saying. And it's like. I guess that's where going with your gut comes in. Instinct, going with, yeah. Going with your instincts. Yeah. And I guess that's where just this pure confidence comes in, where you just. And there's different levels and different scales of confidence. We're not going to get in that. We're not going to say confident is an on or off thing because it's a it's a scale. But that's when you're at that point of confidence or that no matter what I'm at or doing or with, I'm good. Like you, that's just sense of like, I belong here. Like I know what I'm doing at all times. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to, to to these to these interactions right we're in these interactions i feel like another hurdle for a lot of us is okay so for example do you ever have those times where someone's talking and then like now i don't want to say they're going on a tangent but you know they've been talking for a second and then you'll kind of you'll kind of stop listening you'll be like okay i know what i'm gonna say yeah yeah where we start thinking of our response but then we we stop listening to them we stop listening to them because we're so caught up on what our response is going to be i mean that comes from a lot of different things i guess for one it's like if you have a if you have an intent in mind like okay like i already know i want this and often like what i just heard briefly even though you just stopped listening what is now my best response for that 
or you know if you just have a personality or you choose to be and I'm just not in any type of way like a character like oh like face off who I think I am I should say this mm. instead of letting the conversation come to you I guess that's where you just got to be present in the moment because like right now and like that's something I realized like being present in the moment is like, and I'm not saying, I, and I, I, don't, I don't know why I get this camera. See, that's me doing whatever. But anyways, it's like you living in the moment, you're gonna just like go with the flow of the situation. You're not thinking of you. You're thinking about the whole situation. Mm. Like you're just literally just there, existing in it. And I get and realizing when existing, you're not gonna have a perfect answer all the time because sometimes there's no, no perfect answer something i had to learn recently because of my job and like it actually works for me because i'm a quiet person like at heart i'm a quiet person is sitting in silence and because like when i'm sitting with customers like okay if i'm showing them a car and they're asking questions it's great there's certain points like like to buy a car like we're waiting for like the banks to come back or whatever and I realized is like as a salespeople, like I have I have to initiate small talk, and that's cool. But I'm not going to talk to you for like three hours, especially unless you're not saying nothing or you're not trying to get conversation out of me. So I'm not saying I sit there in silence for three hours, but I'll sit in front of a customer. We'll stop talking, and I'll just sit there. They'll at my desk on the other side of the little plastic screen. We'll sit there for like 10, 20 minutes. I won't say a word if they don't. Being comfortable with silence. Just like if they're waiting for something, like I'll like I'll pull out my phone and I'll like don't I won't be like disrespectful, but like I kind of like glance at it, see if they pull out their phone, because then if they do it, then it's cool. If they don't, then I'll I'll put it away, whatever. But I give them that opening, like you gonna take your phone out too? Phone etiquette. Yeah. <laughs> cause you cause you know that's how it goes. Like when you see somebody take their phone out, you're like, hmm. <laughs> like, we good, we good. Like you're not gonna take mine out. <laughs> they're like they're not gonna trip off you for being rude. So. Yeah. No, it's like, it's like being comfortable in silence, uh, sometimes going with awkward moments. And that's what it is. It's like awkward moments where you want to be perfect or have like the best thing. You want to avoid those. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, we, we try, we think we're funny guys, you know, I'm not going to act like all my jokes are good. Sometimes you just say some shit. For it, sure. don't, it don't hit. For sure. You, know, you can't let that just crumble you. For sure. Shoot or shoot. shoot you know shoot. what I'm saying? And, um, one thing I've learned about humor, though, humor is a gamble. It's humor a big a gamble because it's like, okay, if this hits, then it's like, I'm on. But if this misses, then I'm like even further back than I would have been, Damn. than I would have gained. You're further back. You're further back than what you would have gained. It's, Bro, it's a gamble. We, we talk about, we talk about like status and climbing that hierarchy. That's how you climb it. Right, because there's you, gotta, a, you, you know you know when that guy says that cringe joke, joke, when he says that cringe joke in the room, and everybody just looks at him and it's quiet for a second. Like, what? Like you don't want to be that guy. You lose credibility. You lose credibility. Credibility is really a game, bro. All of being social is a game. Likes, follows, credibility, tribalism, fame. That's a big one. That I've realized. Bitches. Who's got the most bitches? <laughs> I said it. I said it. <laughs> Hassan hates women. 
He's calling him the B word. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, we, we made it pretty far in this episode. We, we've kept our cursing down. We're doing better. We're, We're doing, doing better. better. We're not as wild as we used to be. We're not talking about, you know, pussy juice and stuff anymore. Finally, adults, Mike. We're men now. We've grown up. This is <laughs> this is kind of weird, bro. I'm gonna lie. I think I really hit a point where I really feel 26 now. Like, I do not feel like a kid at all. I, I, and I think that's around the time that it starts hitting. Like post 25, you know, you start creep, creep into the 26, 27, 28. It's like i'm not i'm not a kid anymore like i can't get away with some shit that i used to get away with you know bro every every year the bar the bar raises and that's why we in grind mode i know we was hard we was talking anti-grind but that's just trying to bring up the like the the balance part but you're right we do gotta grind we gotta be on our grind we only got a limited amount of time grind but go ahead and decompress too but grind grind and decompress i'll say bro i mean i know that's one reason we do the podcast this is us decompressing just like talking about shit it's therapy yeah that's what that's what i was saying too like sometimes you, it's okay to complain like we we've, we've been on this anti-complaining moniker of us like as like a society like oh like People always say, like, man, your generation, like, generation before you had it harder, or there's always someone out there who's got it worse. And I realize, man, that's that's toxic. It is. Like, what you don't want to do is be a constant complainer. What you don't want to do is be someone who complains and sits down. And actually, I've got a good example. So I, I, I told y'all, I, I was watching Fargo, and one of the kids in Fargo, you know, like I said, Chris Rock is a uh, not a drug kingpin, but he's a kingpin in the 1950s. So he's thugging it at tough at, time at, for brothers at, at at all sides. Like he's got ops. And I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say two things. Like I, I tweeted this, and like it was really a, like a bar. Uh, what he said was because right now Chris Rock he's fighting like an Italian mob gang. I kind of changed the the verbiage so like it fits Twitter. But it's, he, he said, like, I'm not just fighting Italians. I'm not just fighting Italians. I'm fighting 400. I'm, I'm fighting 400 years and I'm fighting a mindset. Damn. Damn. Yeah. That's some real shit. Because the whole time he's fighting the Italians in my tweet, I said the ops. It was more fitting. The whole time, but that's the thing. The whole time, and this—that's where it can relate to us. The whole time you're fighting your ops, Mike, you're fighting racism, and racism is a mindset. It is. That's what, that's what you're fighting. It's a belief. You're fighting a belief. You're fighting a belief. Yeah, man. I think about that all the time, though. Um, not to go too deep into this. Wait, real quick before I, because I know we're going go to ahead, go ahead. Back. No, you're good. You're go good. Ahead, but go ahead, go. No, we'll come back to that. Yeah, but anyways, that's Chris Rock's character. And this is what his son said. So the dude raised by the drug king, not the drug king, the kingpin in the 1950s, black man. His son said, my dad always told me to elevate, never disintegrate. And Say that one more time. Say that one more time. 
always elevate, never disintegrate. Mm. And the way the, the context behind it, you know, like I said, it's a crime show. Shit's going down. People are getting sent on missions and hits and do this, do that. Sometimes they it, it works out. Sometimes they fail. And like whenever like uh, and they you know they always have an excuse to why it didn't happen or how they could like rationalize it like when it doesn't go their way. And like you know like the son he was kind of protected most of the show but now shit's getting real for him and he like somebody was like somebody was in the process of folding i'm not gonna go in detail and he was like my dad always told me never my dad always told me to elevate never disintegrate mm. and that's something we talked about that whole like rising to the occasion moment okay i remember that yep yeah but to go back, um, not to dive too deep. That was, a, that was a long explanation, but that's that's what we got. Not not to dive too deep into the to the race conversation, but um, I was watching a show on Netflix. It's called Black AF. It's by it's the dude who uh, makes Blackish, Mixedish, Wokeish, all that. It's his show. He's actually in it, um, and it's like a documentary styled comedy. And a lot of it is about like social commentary on, you know, racism, um, being black in America. And you said something there when you were talking about how Chris Rock said that he's like fighting 400 years and he's also fighting a mindset, right? So there was a part in that show where Kenya, his name's Kenya, where Kenya, mm -hmm. he was like, um, he was like, do you think like I'm fresh just to like, just to be out here bragging? Like, no, he's like, I'm out here fresh. Cause if I'm not fresh, then I'm out here looking raggedy to the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta be fresh at all times or else I'm looking raggedy, you know? So not even, like, not, not even on no, like I'm trying to show off. Like, no, like I'm trying to like present myself. I'm trying to present myself. That's why I'm rocking this 27 kids, 27 care gold chain. You know what I'm saying? He's like, you just gotta be fresh and, and presentable at all time. And like, I think we had this conversation too, where we were like, it's hard to like be fresh every day. You know? Some people do it well. It's hard to be fresh every single day. Like, at all times. At all times. That's like a real, that's it. dedication. It's them, but it's like, never missed a, a fresh cut. Never had no like, some dirty white shoes like always crispy the freshest white tee like this thing like this has not been overwashed or over dried no nah, this is the real deal every, everything fits well this is the real deal right because nothing will mess up a perfect fit than your shit not fitting you well that's why it's called a fit damn <laughs> damn Levels. Gotta make sure your fit is a fit. Like, don't have your fit not fitted. Cause then you unfit. Oh. <laughs> Bars. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's hard to be fresh every day. And you know, um, I kind of took that analogy and it's like, we have to be on our shit all the time. You know, because it's, it's, it's twice as hard for us. So we have to always be on our shit at all times. And I think that's 
you know, bringing it back, bringing it back. I think that's why we're always in that grind mode, that that hunger, because we know that we have to be twice as good, three times as good, four times as good. So we in on that grind. just saying hey that's that's real and we're not we're not one to we're not one oblivious to it like i said we talk about social status and climbing that hierarchy also mike i'm no i'll I'll give ourselves credit because i feel like when we talk about these things we never do with any ill intent i feel like people don't like talking about things like that because usually when it comes up someone's always trying to have that like get ahead at all costs and like attack people mindset i feel like we don't carry that energy it's genuine and that matters you know delivery matters that's one thing that that i've learned throughout life you know like you can have good intentions but the way that you present it to someone they may think that they may take it another way you know so it's like no matter what your intentions are like always make sure you have that that delivery so that the other person receives it correctly well, remember how we were saying, like, when you're in, like, social situations, not saying you, but just people, like, that's when we start thinking of, oh, what am I going to say before somebody says, like, finish their sentence so I can say the best thing, because we know yeah, delivery yeah. matters. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hey, I hope y'all still with us. Hope y'all still with us. They listening. Shout out to the viewers. Shout out to all the homies. Shout out Low, shout out Sway, Rose, Chris, the other Chris, and my nigga Chris. That's a lot of Chris's. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out y'all. Uh, just shout out the homies real quick. Yeah, man. We say it all the time. We we're at where we're at, and we get through our days because of our support system so appreciate y'all but my getting onto that same thing and like i guess that's i guess that's where like confidence and preparedness meet in terms of like your social interactions be it uh work interactions your social is like you always want to be on your p's and q's but at the same time when you when like there's a point where you're like you're you're like walking that 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 tightrope or that thin line whatever you want to call it and you're like, okay, I don't want to go too far. But at the same time, if you play it too safe, that's when you like bore people or you're a non-factor, you get ignored. Because we, we talk about this, people respect assertiveness. Take what you want. Be firm. Take, take center stage, take command. Be firm, yeah. So, and uh, I guess like to do that, basically what I'm trying to get at is you got to have a level of boldness. And even same thing with like comedy or humor, it takes a level of boldness and how far are you gonna go? Sometimes like you can say the most inappropriate joke, but if it gets them laughing, like everyone gets it and it just clicks, you you can get away with it. It's only when you say some stuff and it doesn't hit that it's like, oh, like, why would you say that? Like, oh, right. go, talk to, go talk to HR. Right, like this guy's a weirdo. I don't, I don't I don't feel comfortable. I don't, I don't feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know, so don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that guy. But with that being said, you got to be able to take that 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 risk when it comes to humor. You just have to take that calculated that's, risk. That's being that's being a risk taker. And we talk yeah. about that too. That's a common yeah. theme too. And we take can, that leap. And if we if we keep in the real, that's also why like some people are scared to like take take those moments and chances of boldness because we talked about this before there's haters there's ops there's snakes in the grass and rats in the back so it's like say you say something like that doesn't hit or doesn't click that'd be the first person to like man that shit was whack mike that hater you know, like, but the thing is like they're they're all their responses are based off of attacking someone else's response they won't present nothing themselves but they not but they're gonna shoot down everyone else's shit. So okay, okay, okay. I'm you following you. You with me? So that that goes back to being a factor. They're a non-factor. They see that you are a factor. Mm-hmm. So they trying to shit on that. So that you could they they want you to be a non-factor with them. They want to silence you. They want to, yeah, they want to silence you, bring you down, yeah. So, you know, I've seen, like, that's where delivery matters. Like, we've there's people who are just cool, and they just have it, right? Like, they just have it. And there's some people that they cool, but they kind of weird. Not saying, like, weird, weird, but they, yeah, they, they, they weird, yeah. right? We all want to be that person who's just cool with it. But sometimes you're going to like, again, because nobody's really perfect. You're going to have moments where you just your joke or your statement don't hit. And you're going to be weird for a moment. But can you still be cool while if people still think you're weird? Like, do you have that level of confidence? Okay. We, we, hear, we hear this all the time, like, on especially if we talk about social media, like, oh, I hung out with such and such rapper. They was cool, but... They was on some weirdo shit. That's one person's opinion. So we can't really just go with that. But let's just say, oh, I, they, they did something goofy in the moment. They still a rapper. They still successful. They still they still got bitches. But they just did something weird in the moment. Do you still got that confidence to be cool even though people think you're weird? And And another thing too is like just realizing that this is one interaction. You know, um we're hopeful that there's interactions in the future of course but you know this is just one interaction you know what i'm saying so like don't sweat it over this one joke that you about to shoot right now because guaranteed as long as this relationship lasts you know and i don't even mean relationship like boyfriend girlfriend but just you know relationship as long as this relationship lasts like you're gonna keep shooting those jokes you know what i'm saying and they're going to hit. There's going to be those ones that are a hit. And you just had to be able to take the good with the bad. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I dig it. I feel like this is like, this is embarrassing me, but fuck it. Let's be on the pod, so whoever hears it, hears it. Said, no, we good, bro. We good. No, I said this to a, a girl once. We was kicking it. And we was cool. We had a good time. And like, but I was like, like I said, I was trying to be funny. Some of my jokes, some of my jokes like didn't hit. And like, I remember in that moment, like 
I was like, oh, oh well. Like I was like, oh well. And like she was like, and I, I told her like, hey, like dead ass, like I like to be funny. And I already know not all my jokes hit. I just we want to roll with it. So hey, if, you, if I say a bad one, you can tell me. I'm I'm not gonna take it any type of way. Again, I'm a salesman. Like I take I take a lot of rejection. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that. So I've I've gotten comfortable with that. So I even told Shorty like, hey, like. I'm gonna get these jokes off. You're gonna laugh at most of them, but you're not gonna laugh at all of them. And that that's that confidence. Do you have people, that level you have that confidence? People, people will respect you. And another thing I've noticed too, like the best type of humor or like the easiest humor to deliver is like self-deprecating. You know, the humor that's like about you. You know, that's like a, when that's you, a dangerous one though. When when you beat yourself up. I mean it can be, but like you just don't want to over. Oh, you don't want to overdone. Of course, you don't want to overdo it. But I feel like in this certain situation, like before you even said it, you know, you gave the disclaimer, like, "Oh, I might be embarrassing myself," type of thing. You know, like that was like, a, like that was like a self-deprecating joke, and that works. You know, it like, is in a way it, it is. Like it gets people to like to almost root for you, in a way. You know, it, it it's just funny how the mind works, and I, I've I've noticed that like those are the most successful type of jokes. You know, because like they're not they're only harmful to you, but it's like, hey, you're saying it about yourself. So who cares? You know, also, also, I think like people do feel like because you said people root for you, I think they feel like the honesty and the honesty and the confidence. It's like you're, you're not afraid to make, you know, joke about yourself for a second. You know, because there's always those people who like they get roasted and then like they, they get in their feelings because they got roasted, but it's like, bro, it was just fun and games. You know? Again, that's why I say, like, it's, like, it's not saying it's dangerous, it's a slippery slope. Like, obviously, like, we talk about this. You might get roasted, okay, it might, it might end. It might not end. At what point do you got to stand up for yourself? Like, like, if I'm getting just destroyed and I'm not saying nothing. I you, feel you, I feel you. I feel like, you. you're better off saying some whack jokes than no jokes. I feel you. And I think I'll be real. I think that's where I learned it at because I'll be real. I'm not a good roaster. Like maybe if I have some something to work with, yeah. But like, you know, some people could just be like an on the spot roaster. Like that's not me. But you know, you know, I got friends, I got family who are, if I don't say no jokes, I'm going to get destroyed. Right. You sometimes you got to be confident enough to say some bad jokes. Hmm. No, realizing that you, that you, you're going to miss a few. No, you won't hit. You won't hit, but not all not all the time. Right. But that's what I'm saying. That's where like uh confidence and preparedness me. Because if you, you, you gotta be confident, now you gotta be prepared. And like humor like again, like some people just they got it, they practice it, they have things like on the top of their head, like whatever. But like I realized like to be that, to be quick witted, you have to like you have to like absorb things. You have to absorb material. Other people, what other people do or say, mannerisms or like things you see, so you can like visually be like, bro, you you look like a a slim gym or something. Like you have to know what a slim gym is to call someone a slim gym. I see what you're saying. I feel you. So like, I don't know where we're, I don't know where we're going with this, but we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. We're gonna connect the dots. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> you, are you still with us? 
This is, I promise you, by the time it's the message of the day, y'all gonna be like, I see what them niggas talking about. We always go full circle. See what them niggas talking about. <laughs> you just gotta go with us. Viewers, whatever you're dealing with in life, be confident. Even if you gotta, even if you gotta take a L, even if you gotta slightly embarrass yourself, you know, stand tall, keep your head up. Know that W's are coming. And, and that's what it really comes down to when it comes to that mindset that I alluded to earlier when I said that um, it's like there has to be like a wrong or right, you know, and it's just like there there isn't a wrong or right. And once we come once we come closer to that realization, then it'll be like easier for us to have those types of impactful interactions with people. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, for example, when I met I'm you, just... I was like, man, this is lame. No, I'm just playing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to cook this lame. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I just want to get it. Bro, I, I used to have memories. I know you. I remember in middle school, you was a roaster. Was I? The thing is, I don't know if you really were, but you weren't You weren't afraid to, to roast back. Like, if someone shot at you, you always had something back. That's true. That's just how I am. I'm not. I'm just not gonna let you cook me. That's what I'm saying. Like you at a point, got sent field. Shout out to the homie Isidore. I remember you and Isidore used to go at it. For sure, because <laughs> he shot killers. That's that's one that dude, dude. That dude was a roaster. He'll rip roast you on sight. That's one dude whose jokes land a lot. Shout out to the homie. Shout out to Isidore, bro. He was he. I've been too. Both of them. They just had it. They just had it. They would. They cook. had it. Like they, you get cooked. They cook everybody, and there was nothing you could do about it. So I was like, man, I'm not just gonna let them cook me. I'm, I'm gonna at least fight back a little bit. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You gotta fight back. But you, you know, you might lose. You gotta at least fight. Hey, it's cool. You know, I could take a few punches. Bro, it's funny. But I, I know how we talk about take. It's funny. We, we, we talk about taking L's, but I feel like you gotta know how to take an L to get a W. For sure. So I'm I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring this up. Um, I had a customer, right? I'm not gonna lie. This this was a weird dude, old white dude. Anyways, I sold him a car, and after I sold him a car, he just started like talking about himself more. And the short story is, he was like, you know, friends with like biker gangs. He been in, in jail. I didn't know none of this. I mean, I didn't really judge him or care, but he he just you know told me it, which is always just okay. That's that's odd. But anyways, he told me it. And something he was saying was like, man, I've, I've been robbed once. Like someone tried to carjack me, <laughs> and okay. and they and they had like a they had a gun. And he was like, I don't know if he said he had a gun or a knife, but they had something. I don't know if they even had something, but somebody was trying to carjack. Him. And he was like, they're like, he was like, the dude came like, hey, give me your car. He's like, no. He's like, no, give me your car or I'll kick your ass. And he was like, okay, kick my ass. Like I've been, I've had my ass kicked before, but you're not gonna just take my car. He got in his car and left. That's all. That's all I <laughs> I've had my ass kicked before. Do it then. Like, what's up? What's the ass with it? It's like he was like, I've I've been to prison. I've had my ass kicked before. Okay, it's nothing new. <laughs> got in his car and left. Real nigga. So I I think that's like a metaphor. <laughs> you got to approach things like you might lose 
but at least at least you're not scared. Don't be a bitch. Because again, we said there's gonna be that hater in the room who's gonna try to like only say something just to bring others down. But again, not really adding nothing, a non-factor. Always be a factor, people. Always be a factor. But it's like, all right, knowing that there's a snake in the grass, one, do you have enough charisma that you know you're going to land, which is always goal number one, if you can? Or two, do you at least have the confidence to try? And then there's three where you don't even try at all. So you're failing altogether. Exactly. Life is a test. It really is. It really is. That's the perfect metaphor. And that's why I feel like <clears throat> that's why I feel like sports are always like the best metaphors when it comes to life. Cuz it's every, like you're just rep counts. <laughs> you're just you just battle tested. You know, I I don't know. I just feel like that's how it is. I I I realize this and I think cuz when we we're, we're talking about like how you can only do things once. It was like, it's like how in football they say every rep counts. So it's like, say you're like a beast, but you just have an off week and it's your first week on the team. And the first week you drop every catch, you fumbling, you just had a truly off week, but then to everyone else, like this dude is ass. You might get cut right there, but you might really be nice, but you, you were just on an off week. You might get cut. Mm. You're going to taste that, that failure. And now it's either harder or you might not even get a chance to get back. Hmm. I saw, that's what I've been seeing life now. And, you know, we talk about being in the present, but I'm, I'll be real. Like, I'm a person who does like, sometimes I worry about the past and like, and like shit. And like, this is just a, an easy example, bro. Is like, okay, we all, we all got, we all went through school. We all know what our grades were. And we was kids, but like we all kind of knew there's a there's a hierarchy there. You have A students, B students, C students, D students, and, and failing students. And then schools literally sort you and segregate you, label you. We know how, we know what that does to people mentally. You can't go back and change your grades. You can't say, like, damn, now that I'm adult, damn, I wish I would have focused more in elementary, middle school, and high school. I could have been like a straight A student. 4.2 GPA going to going to Yale like no I can't do that now but like and I but you were a kid so it's like oh that shouldn't really count but at the same time you can only do things once and the way our society is set up is you get this one shot at school at a young age we sort you we separate you from the gifted the non-gifted some people could be gifted they just don't have the attention or or confidence to really show it and some people might not even be gifted they just might talk a good game and know how to play the game. Nothing wrong with that. Play the game if you can. And they're they're on they're on a fast track to a better life. While you either held back or or like are stuck where you are, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, we, we talk about that pretty often too. It's funny, like we always reference our past episodes, but um Bro, we be spinning gym. How, mu how much how much school really shows like class like social class and like social status and a lot of the like ups and downs of, of life but like it's like we're too young to even realize that how much how much the the playground can like shape our life or how much is a metaphor for life i think i i think maybe that's why i come back to it i think i think school is like one of the best metaphors for 
for like like human socialization because you got to think too like when we're kids that's when we're at our most primal mm -hmm. like we literally just don't know we just go off of just instinct for everything right right literally everything and then as we get older we learn how to make those decisions so yeah you're right and that's where you really truly get to come out of your shell you know those those years those middle school high school years i would say like most of us started finding ourselves right in that pocket you know the teen those teenage years um and yeah that's that's what decides our life almost um you know if you hang out with you know whatever group you know and and tribalism is just human nature you know so like once we it, it, you know we can go to like a certain group and then it's like damn like if he would have just been with this group he could have did something else with his life he could have he could have went far but he got he got caught up with the wrong crowd you know damn. um it it happens it it happens a lot um so <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> so yeah bro um the like school and growing up that shit really does shape our lives moving forward like people always say like man if i could redo school like with everything i know now like again like now we're most people be like oh yeah like school would be easy now because one we know the math we know how to read and write and then now we understand like we like you're a kid you, like kids don't really know work ethic so when you're a kid and your parents make you work it feels like a punishment even though they say i'm they're, they're helping you which is true and you know how parents go about that i'm not a parent i'm not gonna say there's a, again there's no right or wrong way to begin with it's just however you do it but yeah that's why parents will always be like oh i need my kids to do all these programs and extra credit and summer school and i go to this tutor like like there's some parents who invest in their kids like like a motherfucker and as long as their kid doesn't crack under the pressure they their life trajectory goes up very true very true and you know that mindset of Oh, I wish I could go back. Oh, like if I did it now, I would do so much better. Um, I think it's now because like as adults, we understand consequence a little bit more, you know, and it's like from those experience of like suffering from certain consequences, you know, you're like, oh, man, if I would have did this or oh, like if I could go back, I would change this because this happened, you know, like the consequence happened. Um, I feel like that's those are things that would help us when it comes to schoolwork because we would we would understand the difference between an A and a D, you know, because I know growing up for me, like it was like, oh, like as long as I'm passing, I don't care, you know, like what's what's going to happen to me, you know, like I'm going to move on to the next grade. I'm going to I'm going to be OK, you know, so there wasn't that feeling of of, of do or die. You know, and as adults, I feel like since we've been in so many of those situations and we've been burned by so many of those situations where we didn't do and we died, you know, it's just like, it's like we, we understand consequence a little bit more. And I think that that would better prepare us for a lot of the schoolwork that you do and a lot of the tedious things that you do in grade school, middle school, high school. I think, um, yeah, and I think just to get back to a sports metaphor and 
we just talking about it. I was definitely thinking about this while you were talking. But yeah, <laughs> it happens. It, it happens. happens. But I think this was a good one. Um, getting back to a sports metaphor, it's like say like say you're you're on a, a team, and mind you, this can be high school, college, or the pro. You're like a wide receiver. You're on your receiver group, and it's it's practice. You don't want to drop a ball, even though it's practice. You do not want to drop a ball because then like damn like people are gonna lose confidence in you like damn like i don't know if he's a starter he might be receiver three he's had a couple of drops during practice it, like you again you could have had a bad week your mind could have been elsewhere even though those were practice reps every rep matters the people you're already being evaluated so like say you started a new job and people will cut you slack at a new job your first couple weeks like if you make some mistakes but at the same time like say you're like like you work in a bank say like you just got hired and your very your first 10 transactions you fucked up yeah. is your your first 10 out the gate fucked up people be like oh he's new but then at the same time they'll be like this might not work out i don't know about this guy like to you, you can be like, oh man, it was just practice. I was just practicing. Nothing. Yeah. Cause that's that's where I'm at. I've learned that too. Again, like I'm I've been in sales. I've gone to a harder sales position. You know, before I was like selling insurance on renting the car. People was coming for the car anyways. I was just selling the insurance. Now I'm selling cars. Sometimes people will come look at the cars. Yeah, everything's great. Yeah, I love it. Uh-huh. I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, just going to talk to the bank, talk to the wife. They ain't coming back. I know how that goes. They ain't, they ain't coming back. They ain't coming back. And like for anyone who's in sales or just want to learn some like some salesmanship right now, people act like this is like a pushy thing and da da da. And this is why people do hate salesmen. Literally act like they're never coming back. You have one shot to sell this deal. They're, if you If you let them leave, they're never coming back. You have to treat every interaction like that. Close the deal. Close the damn deal. For sure. Especially if you're someone who's in, in phone sales. Oh, forget about it. Like, the first thing people are going to try to do is just try to get off the phone with you. And you just have to recognize, like, people will give you those hints and those cues. You just have to know what they are. And you have to be like, wait, 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 wait. Let me let me reel you back in real quick, because you're it's dwindling. It's, it's literally taking no for you're not taking no for an answer. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's the way to put it. You're not taking no for an answer. And I think that that comes to like a fine line. We're we're, we're coming full circle, Mike. Where we're talking about like being yourself or being professional or being bold or confident. Like someone can say, like, then they were they were telling me this. Like someone can say, oh, like I'll talk to you. Call me, call me tomorrow at this time. Oh, cool, great. You get off the phone. Mm -mm. Call them tomorrow at that time. They don't pick up. You don't talk. You don't hear back for weeks. Or one is saying, okay, we'll, we'll talk. About, like, oh, hold on, real quick. This will only take a moment. And then, like, literally, you just say what you were going to say anyways. Yep. Unless they literally hang up on you, say what you were going to say anyways. Because I I, I learned that when I was in insurance sales, because, you know, people are renting cars. They're just trying to get the car and go. They're not really trying to, they know you're trying to sell something. They're not, they're trying to get out of there. And what I had to learn was like, don't let people cut off my sentence. Like, even if they say no, 
I'll be like, well, I got to tell you this anyways, and literally finish your, your, your sentence. Cause one, that's where I'm saying like how you, you, how you carry yourself. Like if someone told you stop talking, you stop talking. That means you respect them more than you respect yourself. Right. They lose, they lose that. You lose that credibility. Like they, you literally them dominate you in that situation. Right. So it's like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to say what I'm going to say anyways. And that's how I had to approach it. Now, after a while, you take hints when it's like, okay, I can wrap it up. But if you were saying, like, if you were saying the sentence, don't let people just cut you off. That's real shit. That's real shit. Be, be firm. Be firm. Um, but yeah, you know, back to back to full circle. Um, being firm, that that gives people confidence in you. And ultimately, that's what you that's what you want. You want people to be confident in you, to trust what you're saying, to buy into what you're saying. And it's so hard to get people to that point, you know, to where they're like, okay, this guy's got me. This guy knows what he's talking about. I'm going to actually listen to what this guy has to say. Because like we, we've been saying this entire episode, you know, like people more often than not, they stop list they stop listening after a certain amount of time especially now with dwindling attention spans like people aren't going to listen to you talk for a minute straight you know and to kind of bring that to us you know that's a little bit of a challenge with us because we're trying to talk to people for you know 45 minutes an hour an hour 15 sometimes you know so it's like how do you how do you get that trust how do you get into someone's routine? You know, so all of that stuff, it just, you, you just, all those dots connect and it's all about how we navigate them. I, I, I think kind of like putting what you said in like a, a phrase, it's like, how do you enter someone's world and be like allowed to stay long enough? Cause people, like, again, like, and I don't take this any type of way. That's how you got to treat yourself. Like people are like, natural human instinct is they're going to reject you right. be it like you're trying to be a friend a salesman deeper relationship anything like people's natural instincts are to reject people because we just don't want we're, we're like makes sense you don't want anything and everything in your life you don't want to let people in or just yeah. you, not that you don't want to let people in but you just don't want to let anyone in exactly. anyone and everyone yeah yeah and kind of how they like were bringing it to me in like training and even just through my like self-realizations. Like what I said is like, you have to act like you belong in the room. Like I belong here or I provide, I pr I'm providing you with value. Like my presence is valuable to you, I'm doing you a favor. Real shit, real shit. You know, I guess this is me slightly complaining about work. I probably said it last week too. Like. Because like I said, I'm a, I'm a car salesman. I know I understand my job is to sell you a car. I get people in all types of financial situations, and like there's people who like don't have a car. They're just trying to get to a job. They can barely afford a car, and like you know, like you know, maybe they're renting a car. They're in some type of situation where like not having a car is hurting your life. You know, it can be whatever situation, and I still have to convince them that they should buy a car. Mm. They will, they will, t they will like reach out to me, say, Hey, Hassan, I need a car. 
And after that, they will do everything in their power to not buy a car. Because it's their natural instinct to resist people. Mm. Mm. I feel you on that. Just to kind of like relate it's that. In their, it's in their best interest, but they're resisting me at all costs. Exactly. People, people don't want that interaction. You know, we're coming back to interactions. People don't want that interaction. It's funny. I'll have people come in. I will literally have people come into the bank and ask for an ATM when there's like two tellers available. Like you're already inside. The tellers are right here and you need to do this transaction. But you came in here and you asked me, where's an ATM? So you can get out of here and go to an ATM. It's more work to go to an ATM, but to avoid that interaction, you would rather go to the ATM. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just mind blowing. It's, it's, it's how we've been socialized. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I guess now we are going down the work tangent, but I feel like this, like I, the one thing I do like about my job, I feel like sales is a, a, a good metaphor for life. Cause again, like I do a lot of trial and failure. So I just feel like I learn a lot from it, but, um, we really have been like socialized to like place orders and just expect things. So something my manager was telling me, cause like people will call and say, Hey, I want this car and this color this year this exact amount of miles, this feature, and I want it at this price. And before even like anything, like, you know, that car, uh, all manufacturer, they might not even be around anymore. That car might only come, like only might be like, they like they said, they wanted it at this price. That car is literally 10 times more than you think it is. And they don't even make it in that color. So they told me like, you know, you want to listen to your customer and take in what they're saying. But if you just take an order and then just like expect to find that car, cause that's what do people like call me, place an order and then never talk to me again for weeks and then be like, oh, did you find the car? I'm dealing with hundreds of other customers. You have, you have to come down here and look at these cars. I'm not going to just take an order and deliver you a car. But see, that requires effort. That requires time. That's what I'm trying that to get. That requires decision-making. That people, requires adulting. <laughs> people are afraid of decision-making. It. I see it in people's faces. Yes. It terrifies them. People are, yes. That is the biggest thing. That is the biggest hurdle in most people's lives. That, at least from like what I've noticed from just like my daily interactions. Most adults struggle with decision making it is a nightmare for a lot of people that that anxiety like just thinking about making a decision gets people shaking you know and it's just <clears throat> and it's just like you gotta you gotta be able to 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 be in like be an adult like that's just a part of life you know you're gonna have to do a and b i think i said this on one episode but we may not realize it but we make choices all day yeah. Literally everything every everything that we do in life is a choice. So why is it that when it comes to those, I guess, you know, going back to sports references, like those those crunch times, like those clutch free throws in the end, like why does that get people shaking when it's something that you're doing all the time anyway? Like you like you chose to come to the Mike and Hassan show. 
viewers. Why? Because you know we those, you know, we them niggas. We you your know? boys. You know. Like you chose to get out of bed today. You know. So it's just like we have to not be so afraid of making those the making those types of decisions, those big decisions, making those free throws. Um, I'm glad you said that because that's a good metaphor. And I actually meant to say this when I was talking about like that whole wide receiver group and like catching the ball. But say your receiver, Mike, and like, let me try to get this right. Okay, you you your wide receiver, your your professional wide receiver. You have been catching catches since pee wee football, and you're a pro. You're an adult now. You know how to catch a ball. Like you you physically have the muscle memory to catch a ball. Anytime you drop a ball, it's a mental choice. Mm. Not a choice, but it's a mental, it's like, it was your nerves. Like, there's no reason you didn't catch the ball. Unless, like, okay, you're, like, out of reach, and they'll, they'll see that on replay. But if it hits you in your hands, the only thing it could be was mental. Damn. The only, Damn. Thing, the only thing it can be is mental. It, there's nothing else. Damn. That's all because I'm saying, like, say, like, you're a wide receiver, and in the game, you drop one ball. The first thing they do is, like, damn, that's going to mess with his confidence. Like, that's that's all they already think of. Like, it's not like, oh, like, man, he needs to, like, work on his, like, like his hands literally are fine. Unless his hands are broken, you have no reason to drop the ball. Damn. That's some real shit. I, I, I never thought about it that way. That's some real shit, yeah. It's like, it's like those, those things that you know like how to do. Like you see it, like bro, you, you used to play football. Like you can just be practiced. Like someone throws you a bomb and you're just staring at it in the air. You know, you're thinking of, you're thinking of one or two things. Don't drop it, don't drop it, drop it. Or you're saying catch it, catch it. Like you're saying one of those things. Right. You're like, oh shit, I wouldn't feel like, like, oh, I better catch it. Like, unless like, if you're not in your most confident, you're going to drop that ball. You know how to catch a ball. You physically know the technique. You've done it. You've been doing it. If you drop it, it's 100% mental. Mental toughness. It always comes back to that. Mental toughness. That's that's the model right there. You have to be able to deal with those those pressure situations, those, those intense situations. Because most of the time, it's mental. And we say that about, man, I, these sports metaphors are perfect. But we say, But we say it all the time, you know, like, even with football, as physical as football is, most of the game is mental. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's that it's that mental toughness. It's that it's that toughness to be able to 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 get that extra yard of separation, to to shed that block. You know, like that's that's all here between that's between the ears. Like we're we both played football. We're both men. At some point, we've all had to do something difficult or lift something heavy. Physical pain is easy. Yeah. Mental pain will kick your ass. Yeah. Like, I, I, I realized, like, when I was done playing football and just, like, little things like injuries or whatever, I'm like, I really can't complain about this. I've played football. Like, there's a point in football, whether you're healthy or not, where, like, you're in constant pain 24-7 until the season ends. That's football. It's mental toughness. Getting over that, getting over that hurdle. That's the first hurdle, but like when you see NFL hits and they be like, they don't have any hesitation in tackle. They just go and 
full force on every play. Like they know it hurts. That's the easy part. Right. But to get back up and do get it back, again. To get back up, know your know your play, be in the right assignment, make the right reads. When you see the read, act on it. Don't he- don't wait or hesitate. When the ball's thrown your way, catch the damn ball. That's where it's hard. It's mental, yeah. It's the little things. And that's what makes, you know, that's what makes Brady so great. I always go back to, like, like some of the best athletes when I think of, like, greatness. And, like, that's what makes Brady so great. He does the little, the, the little things right. He, he may not be the most physically gifted. Definitely not the most physically gifted. But those those little things, the, those mental things, got he, he, he perfects those. So that's why he's on top. I say, bro, I was you brought up Brady. I was going to bring up Kobe. Uh, rest, rest in peace. Kobe wasn't like the most athletic dude in the league, and at a point he kind of was, but that was a buildup. Like you know, if you like, he worked okay, to get there. He worked to get yeah, there. He had to work in the gym to be that athletic. Right. It's not like he was like gifted. He wasn't like the LeBron, Russell Westbrook, the Giannis, who are literally just like athletic freaks off of just pure freakness. Like he had most, like Kobe, like most people, you have to work at it. Exactly. And working at it is knowing that you're going to fuck up a couple times. Kobe, Kobe has the most missed shots in the NBA history. Still one of the greatest. Shoot can't be shoot. afraid. Can't be afraid to take that shot. Shoot or shoot. <laughs> I've started. I started applying that philosophy to more things in my life than just talking to women. You gotta take shots at all aspects of life. Shoot or shoot. You only get one shot, so take that shot. And I, again, confidence and preparation. If you do the practice, you're probably make more shots. And I guess I as. I don't think this sounds, maybe it is corny, but like as adults, we got to just have that mindset for life and the things we do. Even though, even though we might get one chance in that, that particular situation, it's still practice for like another situation. So for me, I've missed out on some sales early in this new sales position. I've been closing a little bit better more. So, okay, I'm not going to make those same mistakes. But if I don't make those mistakes now, later down the line, I could be making those mistakes. And that's when, again, like every day the level gets harder. Exactly. I don't want I, I don't want to make those mistakes down the line. I'd rather fuck up now. You want to fuck up early. Exactly. Exactly. But once you reach a, a certain league, league, seasons, whatever you want to call it, you can't fuck up early. So, for example, like I, I said, like if you want a football team and you dropped your first 10 catches, if you're in like PV football, you can easily ca- drop your first 10 catches and it does not affect you. You're you're the undrafted f- free agent on the on the Chargers. It's your first week and you drop your first 10 catches. You're out of there. Yeah. You can probably drop your first 10 catches in high school. Like, OK, you'll, you'll have to work your way back up the depth chart, but you're still on the team. NFL, college. That you. Oh man, we might have to put this dude on special. That's that's. Nah, bro. You division one. No, you're not dropping your first ten catches. NFL. Yeah, bro. Just clear out your locker. 
if Mike, if you got an NFL team as an undrafted free agent and dropped your first 10 catches, live scrimmage, in your hand. They're not going to believe you. They're bro, not believing you. <laughs> bro, they're not believing you. That's tough. Bro, I, I think we, you said this earlier, like, at the end of the day, you need people to believe in you. As much as you got to have belief in yourself, your your objective is to have other people believe in you. Get people on your side. Because that means that you have influence. That means you have, like, you know, power, you know. Okay. We can, we can wrap this up soon, but I, I did, one thing I did want to bring up, because we said it when it's like people fear decision-making. Again, I'm a salesman, so I, I, see, I see groups of people. I see individuals, couples, families. I see them. And it, this, this is one of those be a man moments. We talk, I, I'm not going to say gender roles don't exist. They sh- certainly do. I'm not going to defend them. I'm not going to say whatever. I don't care. Son hates women. I don't. I don't. (laughs) What I was going to say, though, women will come with their husband. The husband can be completely not involved in the interaction. He's on his phone. He's walking around the the office. The the wife's talking to me. Oh, I want this, this, that. I show her the cars. She's like, I really like this one. Let me see what my husband says. This dude don't even give a damn, but she's not making the decision. He is. I see it a lot. So that's, that's, that's gender roles. A man got to make the decisions and not saying, and you know, that's where people say like, okay, like, is that wrong or right? I just named dudes who weren't even involved in the situation. They, the wife came to them and said, I need you to make this decision. I need you to be a man. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not making this decision. Even though this is exactly what I want. This is exactly Damn. what I want. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not making this decision. Yeah. Oh man. That's some real shit. That's some real shit. Mike. It happens. I, Cause I no, see it too. I see it all the time too. Mike, like they're talking to me, like looking me dead in my eye. Okay. This like, is I perfect. I want this is perfect. This is everything I wanted. They'll stop looking at me and they'll just stare at their husband. He not even paying attention. He's like, huh? What? Oh, oh yeah, it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> He's not. He don't even give a damn. But like, that's that's what it is. Now, not to go too far, because we do need to wrap it up soon. But that decision making comes with a fear of responsibility. Because then, if it goes sour, if it goes wrong, it was your decision. You're the one that fucked up on this. And a lot of people don't want that. So they don't want to make that choice. Damn. You know? So, like, I think that's a a perfect example of that. She, the wife, didn't want to be the one, like, yeah, I love this car. It's perfect. It's everything I want. I can't wait to drive it. This is awesome. But if there is that 1% chance that this does go wrong, I want to be able to hold it on you because you did it, nigga. You told me to buy it. You told me to do it. Remember, we were at the desk and you said, yeah, sure. Mm. All right. So this we might be going down the woman hating rabbit hole for a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll peek inside. I heard this quote once. Uh, I guess it's from the... 
some it's from the Sopranos. I never watched, but my homie told me about it. He told me this quote. The dude, the old mafia dudes were talking, and they was like, Hey, only women and children can be irresponsible. Real talk. Real talk. At the end of the day, uh, if you a man, you can't just be the irresponsible, unaccountable one. Like, no, like gender roles or not, you the man. Like, if whatever you do, you say. If it goes wrong, that's on you. That's on you. Take that responsibility. But I, at the same time, you take that responsibility. You take those risks. That's where you really win at. That's where you get power, influence, popularity. That's true. That's where you get it all. It comes from those those risky decisions. Like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. I'll get I'll get my lady a brand new range. You know, we broke, but I'm gonna get her that range though. Like, damn. And now you have to be the man about it. And if that car doesn't get paid, you gotta pay it as the man. It's your responsibility. I mean Okay, comments. Okay, keeping it real. Yeah, if something happens and he loses his job and they can't afford that car, that shit's on him. It's on him. Now, yes, there's women with jobs and got money. Your wife can help, or I don't know. Like, if you that, if you in that situation where your wife's the breadwinner, she you buy because she said it's okay. And then you're like, honey, I mean, now you gotta, she, she gotta pay. Like, you just flipped the script on her. Now, naturally, most of us are not gonna have that type of relationship. Some people do. Where the husband be like, I ain't responsible. You the, you the moneymaker. I can't even keep a straight face. As soon as you said that, I was like, wow. See, gender roles. Oh, because first of all, most women ain't gonna go they for that. Exist. And most women ain't. Yeah, like let's be real. Let's be real. Man, it's funny how the human mind works, bro. Bro, I heard this. I I just made my last. I heard this quote, but it was like, a woman, a woman wants a man because he's a man. Because he's a man, exactly. Women don't want you to be their gay best friend. Whatever, bestie buds. If you're trying to be your man, you got to be your man. And we already talked about what it means to be a man on the Mike and Hassan show. If if you are if you are unsure of what Talk it takes. Every, oh, every day. Fighting these battles, making some money, taking chances, being responsible. Staring, staring, uh, can't even get my phrase right. Staring danger in the face. I have to throw something, get my point across. Getting these hoes. Get no, I'm these just no that's real. What are they, Mike? They're they're women, they're ladies, they're mother of children. Great women. <laughs> hey man, there could be there could be women, great women, ladies, honorable women, hoes and bitches too. They're not all mutually exclusive. There's different ones. Sometimes they kind of intersection. You know. Somebody's mom was a thought. Hey, man. Come on. Someone's... Someone was... Someone's mom was gobbling some neck. 
on, come on, man. Come but, on. Behind, behind, behind the office during lunch? That's oh, not, we're getting that's canceled. A, that's somebody's mother. We're getting canceled. That's somebody's mother and somebody's daughter. Oh, yeah, we're definitely getting canceled now. Dude, got a little too loose at the the office Christmas party. Started slurping up the janitor. Oh God, he's going there. He's going there, y'all. He's going there. Besides, yeah. hates women. You know, trying to trying to infiltrate the the quote quote man's club of of <laughs> corporate America. I don't know. I could say some stuff. I'm, I'm holding back too, but we'll we'll, we'll keep I'm, it PG thirteen tonight. I read it. I'm painting the picture. That's somebody's mother, mm. and they daughter. Somebody's daughter. Well, ladies, I said, I said this once, Mike. I don't police women. I see what I see, but I don't police them. Hey, bro. You know they are what they are, and they will be what they will be. With that being said, <laughs> we gotta get out of here. With that being said, we go we're gonna be that nigga regardless. But yes, we are we're going down a rabbit hole here. So uh we'll go ahead and leave the people with with our word of the day. I'll go first. And my word of the day is don't be a bitch. Mm. And when I say don't be a bitch, I mean don't don't be scared. You know, don't let fear creep into the equation. You know, you gotta look like Hassan said. You gotta look fear in its eyes, and you gotta tell fear, "Fuck you," and you go on and you do your thing. And that's my word of the day. I like it. Uh, I think this is going to be similar but different. I think the other spectrum of it, I'll say be a factor. When it's time to make things happen, at least I've said this before, be a playmaker. Make things happen. Provide value to a situation. Don't be a bystander. Don't be a critic. Don't be just that person player hating because you didn't know what to do either. Mm. Be a factor. And not to go on too long, just one little See, nugget. Now, now you want to say something? One little nugget here is it's better to be needed than to be unneeded. Damn, that's a fact. I always tell myself that at work because I always feel like I'm needed somewhere, and I was like, it's better to be needed than to be unneeded because that like, means that means you're a factor. We well, yeah, we don't need you. You're good, bro. You can you can skip out this meeting. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah, yeah. you can do whatever. Oh, you you know. You want to? You don't want to? You want to leave early? Yeah, go. Go ahead. Go ahead. You don't want to be that guy. Be a factor, like Hassan said. Be a factor. People, viewers, thank you. It's been a pleasure, as always, to kick back, entertain, and you know, I assume y'all are here, so hang out with y'all. Thanks for tuning into the Mike and Hassan show. Tell your friends and family to to fuck with us. Share the link. Share the Instagram. Comment. Comment on everything you see that's related to us. Because, yeah, we just want to inter- interact with y'all. We just trying to keep it real. Bring it to the people. That's right. That's right. Appreciate y'all as always. And it's your boy, Mike. And it's your boy, Hassan. And we're out of here. Out of the building. Mm-hmm.